Hi, everyone. How's everyone doing? How's everyone's week? Weeks are, are, been? Are we in the podcast? Are we in the podcast? I don't know, Jan. God, Jan's you, been gone for a week and he's already he's being <laughs> sassy about it now. Oh, good lord! Okay, we're not even live. We're not even live. I think we are. Wait, live. We're not going live today. Yeah, those technical difficulties. Yeah. I it's 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 <laughs> also we were just talking before we went live. How tired we are. I'm what, tired, Jan. God. I'm tired, Dylan. I'm tired, Darius. And I'm tired, Mark. Hey. Dylan told me Dylan told me the other day that there's like talk that there's gonna be like a a big recession in twenty twenty three. And I was like, Yeah. Man, I feel like I feel like I'm totally out of the loop, but are aren't we already in a recession? <laughs> a recession from what? The stock market? Oh yeah, I'll check my portfolio. Yeah, no, great. But like, right. it's just gonna be it's gonna get worse. Well, they're engineering it. You know yeah, that, right? Yes, they are. They're, they're, they're going to make poor people poorer. Well, <laughs> instead of just holding companies accountable for price gouging. Welcome to the check like, to the holodeck experience. <laughs> I'm Joe Rogan, uh, <laughs> and the government is engineering a recession. Joe's a Joe's a freaking Republican now. I know. I know. Yeah, yeah that was. He the, doesn't know he is. I know. He absolutely is. <laughs> hey, uh, so this is a season finale of season four. <laughs> and we, we managed to pick uh, the banger of an episode. I disagree. I, Jan, I know that you're being sarcastic, but I actually love this episode. I agree with Jan. This is going to be quite a discussion and, because. Um, uh, yeah. We're a little divided. This is a, this yeah. is a pretty bad episode. This is going to be a great. Great, a really wow. great uh, season finale because it seems like we've got two v two good it's or perfect. bad episode. Yeah. I I picked this episode off of our sheet randomly <laughs> because I was like, I was like, I need an episode. This is what happens when Jan's gone. I need an episode that has holodeck in it, but I did no research, so yeah. I like open up the open up the sheet and I like scroll down to TNG and I go like the perfect mate. Great, that sounds awesome. Let's just do that. <laughs> The Perfect Mate. Well, speaking of The Perfect Mate, that's what we watched. The Perfect Mate. Uh, it originally aired on April 27th, 1992. 19, yeah. 20 that years was, ago. That was my first April. <sighs> Your first April wow. ever? Yes. What about you, Darius? What April was that for you? Uh, it was my second. Uh, my second April. No. Yeah. Yep. My second. 1990. Because that was March. April. Yep. Second April. Yeah. I was five Aprils in, baby. Five Aprils in. <laughs> See, Jan's from a different generation, so yeah, that's why he ne- enjoyed the episode. And I was negative three <laughs> Aprils in. So this is interesting. We've got our oldest member and our youngest member on the same side mm-hmm. here, and yeah. the two in the middle on opposing sides. Yeah, I like this. This is interesting yeah. situation we've got ourselves in. Yeah, I can't uh, wait to disagree about everything. Okay, here's the thing. Like, I enjoyed watching a lot of this episode i just have issues with the premise of the episode that's like similar i i also yeah. enjoyed the episode it was just right. i had to go to twitter and uh retweet like 20 hashtag me too tweets <laughs> after <laughs> what are you hold guys on, talking hold about hold on hold on hold on we we can't just jump in right now we, we yeah. gotta wait this is we, we gotta we gotta do the whole thing have before we, we even said this. what the name of the episode is yeah okay. you said the perfect at first I want to say we've done four seasons of this fucking podcast which is absolutely insane to me is that's like we've done over a hundred episodes yeah 
I honestly <laughs> never imagined that we'd ever get here. Uh, this was born out of the pandemic, I, and now we're here. St- I guess still in it, but you know what I mean. Yeah. I never imagined it would get this far for the simple reason that we've said before is I didn't imagine that this were there was this many holodeck episodes. <laughs> like I yeah. Like I, I realized that there was a lot, but I didn't realize there was over a hundred holodeck episodes. Good when Lord. Pe- I think that when people say they resent a holodeck, I really think it's just that there's just too much Star Trek in general and a holodeck is a thing. <laughs> It's a, it's a thing. It would be like somebody saying like, I fucking hate warp core episodes. You know, like when people are working near the warp core, I feel like that's just a thing, but the holodeck is fun and like kitschy. So they're like, I hate it. It's not like, it's not Dude, the Wait, hold core. on. Do people hate warp core episodes? No, is but that I'm, like, I'm no. saying that's, no. what I'm me, saying is it would be like saying like, oh, okay. I hate episodes where there's like an well, engine engineering. I'm to be me, honest, it's like yeah. pick another character, pick a character and you're like, well, I hate Neelix episodes. Well, Neelix occupies one seventh or eighth of the Voyager cast. And so one yeah. seventh or eighth of Star Trek is, you know, about the warp core. Yeah. Well, so it's like yeah. that. <laughs> I'll, I'll go out on a limb and I'll say, I hate warp core episodes. I'd much <laughs> rather watch holodeck episodes rather than them hanging out by the warp core, to be perfectly honest. Sure. Yeah. 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 Cause yeah. there's only so much you could do by the warp core. By the warp core. <laughs> yeah. This, just a bunch of techno babble. I'd rather be listening to Shakespeare than, uh, what's going on in the flux capacitor, you know? But yeah, I'm I'm, I'm so uh, glad that we're still doing this. I think it's uh, something that we all thought was going to be a like one, two season thing. And now it's not. I'm really proud of season us. five. We have defied <laughs> podcast expectations. <laughs> a podcast this, this niche and this unremarkable <laughs> should be over. Should be done. Uh, we should have all quit uh, well, at some point. There's gonna be there's gonna be like a there's gonna be like a newspaper headline tomorrow. Like four podcast hosts end up dying in their sleep. <laughs> Will not be season five or something like that. I just I think it's also funny us. that we've made it to season four and we're like we we got so far, but the beginning of this episode was like, hey guys, I can't do this, can't do this fucking shit anymore. I'm so tired. So fucking tired. Uh, <laughs> We're gonna do this episode, and then and then we're we're gonna take like a three week break because it it truly <laughs> it truly energizes me uh, doing this episode. Yeah, like I'm I'll come into an episode, goddamn fucking dead tired, <laughs> and then by the end of the episode, I may still be tired, but I'm like, nah, I feel better. Yeah, this is great. Yeah, true. it's always a good time. I will say, I think next month marks my a year since I first started joining Holy with you guys, shit. which is insane to me. Way to make it about you, Mark. And so thanks. No, I just want to say thanks for having me join the team. I know I haven't been here since yeah. the beginning, but I am uh, very grateful to uh, join the team. So, Mark, you're like our Grodin chick. You're like our Max Grodin chick. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm the Rom of the family. I'm yeah. happy to be the Rom of the family. It's like, oh, he's not a regular cast member? No, he's, but he's I mean, kind he of is, in though. all the episodes. But he's Grand <laughs> by the end of it. What up? Yeah. Whoa, spoiler alert. Oh, spoiler for Darius, who hasn't uh, seen all of DS9 yet. You've had four years. I wouldn't... I would not. Seasons. I would not put it. I'm okay with that. It's fine. You've had Ron becoming Grand Negus. That's perfect. Four years. We've been doing this podcast for for three years. Four seasons. Two and a half years. Two years. Time two we've years. established since 2020. Time is is doesn't exist. So I can no. say we've done, been doing this for six years. I, I so also ten love, years. I also love that we're like guys. 
we've been doing this podcast for four seasons. That's amazing. And we just like, we just arbitrarily chose 26 episodes. You know a season what? Because That's a Star Trek tradition. It's not completely arbitrary. I know. I know. <laughs> like, leave us alone. <laughs> Most of those seasons. Yeah. I mean, like TOS, they did like 33 episodes in a season. That Fair. was our first season. Our first season had like 36 episodes. Yeah, a, there, it did. It did. Chill. And we're like, let's cut it to 26. Have like two seasons a, a year. Yeah. Like, well, there's absolutely a be... way to make this more sustainable than it has been, but we can talk about that later. <laughs> <laughs> Are we going to start chopping up episodes and like doing DLC packs and stuff? That's exactly what I'm talking about. DLC, baby. We're like, <laughs> right. We're going to release the episode not finished. And then if you, if you really want to listen to the fully edited and have, have the rating of the episode, you got to pay us for that. Pay That's wall. DLC, yeah. like, Paywall. And we'll just, we'll just like get, we'll just get feedback from people, you know, about the episode before we can finish it so that we can finish it perfectly. It's beautiful. <laughs> Speaking of finishing things perfectly let's wow. maybe start this episode perfectly man you we've been going for you a read while. my yeah. mind Jan. you read my uh, mind fair let's so uh you know knock over your golden cocoon jelly bean and for the last time <laughs> in season 4 in season 4 <laughs> and uh, what else happens? Uh, go walk around the ship, making spreading your pheromones everywhere. Making a bunch of dudes horny, <laughs> just horning up then, the place. And then, and then one, once you're 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 good and, and horny, being like, uh, "Hey guys, look, I know I'm supposed to be on shift right now, but if you need me, I'll be in the holodeck." Uh, and then <laughs> once you get in the holodeck, instead of jerking off, put on your favorite. <laughs> podcast and come with us on our We believe these simulations to be this real. Much of it is real, sir. I disengage the safety protocols. Without them, even a holographic bullet can kill. It's all a holographic simulation. Please enter program. I was thinking of something. A little more intimate. Program complete. You may enter. See, we got you. You thought you thought the trek to the holodeck was going to be our trek to the holodeck to jerk off, but it wasn't. To jerk it off! <laughs> Without any context of this episode yet, that sounds pretty weird. <laughs> yes. That one, That that's something I, high, I noted immediately was that Riker line of like, uh, I gotta, I'll be in holodeck, I'll, I'll be in holodeck four. And I was like, <laughs> oh God, dude. Yeah, oh, I didn't, we didn't need that. <laughs> I thought it was very responsible of him. He's like, I'm just going to get this out of my system. I'm just going to get this. I just got to I'm surprised he didn't say record of Troy. I'm surprised he didn't say that. <laughs> nah, he's, he wouldn't use Troy like that. He's a responsible member of the ship. He promised Picard. It would be no funny business. No funny business. <laughs> <laughs> to me, this felt like a Speak- this felt like a Riker episode. I don't know why they get, ended up giving it to Picard, but this just felt like a Riker because because P- Riker's the obvious I guy. Actually, exactly. I actually like that they gave it to Picard. I agree. Um, 
Because I feel like the Riker episode is is too cliche, too easy. Riker just would have fucked in the first fifteen minutes, and then it would have been like a problem. Because yeah. he did, he did, he just yeah. made out with her immediately. Yeah, exactly. Like then it would have been like an issue. He didn't initiate. To be clear, she true. was like because she's all being all empath- empathic, and yeah. she's like, "This is what he wants." Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I like how we'll get into it in more detail, but he's like, "Yeah, I'll do exactly what every ma- I'll adapt to what every man wants." And for Riker, it's just straight to business. Uh, that's what he wants. Hop on in. For Picard, it's like, "Oh, is this an artifact?" Oh, oh my god! Shakespeare. I'm so independent. I, Adventurous. <laughs> Vosh. Basically, it's Vosh. Yeah. Like <laughs> she just it turns into Vosh. Uh, it's like, yep, that's totally my thing. That's my my type. Jan, who wrote this episode? You got some interesting notes here. Yeah, yeah. The teleplay was by Gary Percante and Michael Pillar. But Gary Percante is actually a pen name for Ruben Leader or Letter. Not sure how to pronounce that. Who um, disliked the rewrites <laughs> that were done to this episode, so he asked for a change of the, change of the name. He's just like, I don't want my name on it. <laughs> nope. Kind of like Tracy Torme, I think, on that one um, Loxana episode. Uh, Ruben Letter is also married to Mimi Letter, who's like a big. Producer, I think she produced Leftovers and The Morning Show and a whole bunch of other stuff. Oh, cool. Michael Piller, uh, of course, we all know Michael. And then the story was by <laughs> Renee Echevarria and Gary Percante. 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 Rene Echevarria is like, he's got like 50 Star Trek credits. He's written all over the place. Yeah, DS9, Voyager. He did yeah. a bunch in both of those two. Um, Yan, you reminded me of something, and I'm sorry to interrupt, but no, no, please. I watched about 30 minutes of Genesis 2, which uh, I didn't know existed. It is a television movie written by Gene Roddenberry uh, with, uh, what's yeah. her name? Uh, Waxana's in it also, his wife. Alvarez. Yeah, she's in it for like five minutes. Uh, but Is this pre or post Star Trek? It's post Star Trek. It was made in like the late 70s, early okay. 80s for TV. Okay. Gotcha. Um, and it's the concept's really cool, but it is very horny, like straight out yes. the gate. I mean, if it's Roddenberry's written it, if it's Roddenberry, it's Roddenberry in the 70s, so he's probably real horned up at this point, sure. Yeah, so anyway, yeah, he's doing, I, doing all that cocaine, and yeah, I, I respect his like horny nepotism for, for Majel Barrett, yeah, of like. <laughs> Hey, uh, can we get my wife, my wife in there? Yeah. Well, but she's also fucking awesome too. Yeah. No, she's like, great. Yeah, she's amazing. <laughs> it's just like he's like a wife guy, <laughs> just doing everything for his wife, and he's like, "Yeah, man, like you can fuck whoever you want in this as as his character." Probably also. I mean, I think the rumor has it. Uh, the rumor is that they had a, a, an openish arrangement, or at least one of them did. So um, very cool. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. <laughs> Very progressive, <laughs> truly. I mean, they came they came from that era, you know, that like sixties and seventies. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like mm-hmm. pre AIDS, just like do whatever you want, guys. Just <laughs> have fun out there. Just, just go wild. Do go whatever you want shit. out there. Yep. Uh this episode is directed by Cliff Boyle. Bull. Bully, bull, bully, bull, baby. Definitely not boil. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Bull. I said that was so <laughs> much Cliff confidence. <laughs> Cliff Boyle, and he's like, "Fuck again." <laughs> <laughs>
I'm gonna cancel these. He's like, he's like, he's like, I just started listening to this very obscure Star Trek podcast, and I don't really give a shit about it, but I'm definitely not listening to it anymore. Uh, so sorry, Cliff, Chris, Cliff, boy, boy, oh my god. <laughs> You just ran that name through the wood chip right there. <laughs> you know, it's been a long week, all right? <laughs> We're all so tired. We're all so tired. You, do you hear else what you've done to, to us, listeners? <laughs> <laughs> Is anyone else having trouble just, just paying rent? Like, yes. <laughs> yes. yes. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> this is just going to turn into like a we're poor podcast. It already so is that, exhausting. but <laughs> we're so exhaustingly poor. Oh man. All my work, all my work right now is freelance and I'm thankful for it, but it's, it's a lot more work than normal than working just for one person. Yeah. Uh, and and you're keeping your it all business, straight basically. is like, I've got like four different meals going on at once. And Jesus. it's just so stressed. Like I'm, 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 anyways, that's my little complaint of, and it's just not paying enough either. So it's like, I'm yeah. just exhausted. We each get to complain. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm just going to fucking cry. <laughs> Why well, see a therapist when you can host a podcast? It's like, hell, do thing. both. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, do both and you'll still be dead. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Listeners, I hope you know that you're just our therapy. That's that's why we do this. We need to get our anxiety out. Uh, well, speaking of um, underweight guest star, anxious, uh, oh yeah, people who make music, which is none of us. Um, yeah, can you guys? Do you guys know who did the music? Uh, I saw it coming in at. Uh, uh, 210 pounds. Oh. Am I right? I don't know. It seems like he lost some weight. I think he was at like 400 pounds last time. Yeah, we, he was we, at we sumo weight him. last time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not reading the rent one sheet, so I was just guessing. Oh, coming at a 210 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> Jay Chatterwood. The one. The only. Jay Chatterwood. Jay He's he's really loved uh, up. Right. But this 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 uh this <laughs> this announcement uh wasn't him coming into the boxing ring. Jay Chataway is uh, is actually switched sports. He's now uh playing in men's roller derby. Oh cool. Good for, for him. him. Yeah. Yeah, great for yeah. him. Yeah. It's, it's, that yeah. sounds pretty intense. So uh, we should all go watch a roller derby bout sometime, though. They sound fun. Do they have men's roller derby? They do, but I'm not talking about men's roller derby because that just feels like something that men was like. This seems like a cool sport that we're going to take from women. <laughs> okay, women don't get sports. <laughs> like men's fast pitch softball. It's yeah. psychotic. It's right. Insane exactly. Stuff. <laughs> Why would we go watch this? Yeah. <laughs> there is there is men's roller derby, but it really does feel like one of those things yeah. where it's just like, it's like you have a sport that's popular. Yeah, we're going to do it. Yeah, Fuck you. We got to do off. it. We got to do it. <laughs> the uh, speaking of Jay. Uh, for this episode, we should shout out that there is that, uh, my initial reaction, I will describe it this way, not out of disrespect, but it's the easiest way to describe it is a mega xylophone. It's not that it's a oh, Balinese gamelan instrument. Yeah. Cool. So it's from Bali. Uh, and the Cryosian 
the the cryogians are the name of the species here. That's it's a one to one. Like that's just what it is. It's, 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 <laughs> it's I guess just an were, instrument that white people have never seen before, exactly. and they're gonna be like, "Whoa, it's aliens!" It's like no, it's from Bali. <laughs> Uh, but they, to, to Jay's credit, they, or the producers, they brought in Balinese musicians to provide the piece of music heard in the episode. Which they practiced, yeah. but then they never actually, he didn't actually do it. Was it? No, but that practice was like a bright spot in this whole episode. <laughs> watching. I love that. Watching, what? Watching Patrick Stewart play this instrument and like trying to like a child trying to learn <laughs> and then just hearing this song where you're like, that's such a basic song. Like <laughs> Picard Very learning instrument. And and uh Kam- Kamala is like, You're doing so great, John Luke. <laughs> you're doing so good. And he's like a child with these big mouths. Like, 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 oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I wish they were like way bigger. (laughs) Just these giant things. You're so cool. You hit seven in a row. Oh, I just want to see. Is there him doing like the rock band version of this? And he's just like fucking crushing it in a holodeck. (laughs) Right. It's like a season and a half later. And he's just like kept up learning this instrument. And like he's got one hand on the, the pan flute and he's got one on yeah, the thing and he's the like flute. he's got the inner light flute going on <laughs> he put the, he's like he puts he's the pan con- flute in the harmonica in the harmonica thing so he doesn't have to he can use both hands and he's got little <laughs> foot pedals that do fake fingers on the the wit on the on the flute so he can play the flute and do the the thing also hey are you guys are you guys going to watch John Luke's uh, one man band tonight <laughs> And he's got like, he's got like, it's, it's in the holodeck, but it's not on a stage. It's like in the holodeck, but behind him is this big screen that plays all these like psychedelic lasers and stuff. And he's just like, I thought you were, I thought you were going to say he's in the holodeck, but it's not on stage. It's just him busking in like Paris. (laughs) I was imagining like a street corner. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, incredible. Brilliant. We should do a 30-second recap. Let's do it. Last week, who did it? Mark. Mark. So let's just have it be Dylan this week. It would be Dylan's turn normally. I got this. It is Dylan's turn. I'm going to do my new tradition of seeing if Google has it reinstated the timer. (laughs) They have. It's back. Oh, I was going to say disappointed every week. Is it new and improved, or does it spy on? It you looks. Now? It's <laughs> there's a feedback button, and I'm going to put the th- feedback of this is helpful. <laughs> <laughs> I do not want this timer leaving again. Uh, it's it track looks to be my a, bank account number. Make sure you press that button too. Yeah, yeah. I will. Uh, <laughs> so I'm ready. I've got a 30 second okay. timer. Whenever you're ready, Dylan. All right. The corrosions are on board and they're transporting something that's important. Uh, the Frangies are, their ship's fucked up, so they grab them. And they're like, let's help you. And then the Frangies find this big jelly bean that's floating in one of the things <laughs> and they try to grab it and it falls. And then there's this hot lady who comes out. Turns out the hot lady is technically a gift to these other people so that war won't happen. But she's like engineered to just like do whatever men want. But like, in like that's just her like that's how she is that's her personality for some reason um and then john luke kind of falls in love with her and that's it 
Nobody bangs. Nobody fucking bangs. Nobody bangs. There's some makeouts. There's a, a, one makeout. Uh, there's uh, well, uh, you can't you can't have somebody bang in this episode because if you had no, somebody bang be, in this episode, it would become even more even problematic. more problematic. <laughs> At the end, it is implied that she is about she will She's bang do the that. ambassador. Yeah. Yeah, for the rest of right, life. it's implied for sure, and that guy is uh, is sleazy as fuck. <laughs> Total <laughs> okay, asshole. All right, let's get into it because the premise of this episode, I think, is just the is what is weird about it. This woman has been raised to be she's an empath, and she basically feels whatever men want. There's also a bunch of these. They're mostly men, is what they say. There's like a bunch of men. Who um, okay, yeah. are empaths who like? Yeah, they, they move say like to what women want. They say like it's very common for men to be this, <laughs> but for a woman to be this way, it's oh. very rare. Yeah, it's like very rare. And that that to me was such a like. Uh, you had a bunch of men in the writers' room, and they were they were yep. like, "What about this premise?" And they're like, "They're going off on this premise." And then like one of their wives walks in, like hands them lunch, and and then like he gets home, and his wife's like, "That was that's terrible. What are you doing?" And he's like, "So he came back into the writers' room. He's like, guys, I think we should probably put it in like a line where it's like, you know, it's it's not just women, it's men too." Like, um. <laughs> there's this issue of like the male gaze. And uh, that's G A Z E, not G A Y S. Um, the issue. We'll, we'll the talk about gaze. the male gaze in another episode. <laughs> and just like she's the woman designed to please any man, yeah. and just like yeah. she's been groomed from birth to. It reminded me of that Strange New Worlds episode about the little boy who they sacrificed <laughs> the little boy. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> the little boy who with the society um, yeah yeah it reminded me of that to episode honestly um and it's like okay did she P- picard like convinced her by the end of it that she wanted to leave or she was convinced by the end of it that like she had feelings that she wanted something better than going to this guy but did she really want that or did she want that because picard wanted that for her mm-hmm. like is it just her empathic right. abilities like again it's this that writer's room we all know that writer's room was toxic af well to begin with I, and so it's this oh this trophy woman what if there was a woman who would want to fulfill my every desire that is I, so problematic i agree with that at right. its, at its <laughs> onset at its core it is problematic and at the beginning when it happened i was like oh this is weird this i, I remember this episode this is weird but i will defend it because they do go into that moral problem they talk about it constantly of like this is twice this is bad <laughs> at least yeah. she is a sex slave basically she is a slave and they talk about it they do they get they get beverly in right. there to like beverly to does like, act to tr- as the voice of reason and it is a, like a, she does and to be fair that it's definitely sexist because it's just a moral it's usually she's being used as a prop as a moral like um quandary for picard so in that sense it is sexist but i think they do go into it pretty well and for the time I think it was well intentioned I don't think it was like I think there's obviously a little bit of like oh the perfect woman oh gross but they at least try to explore it with a critical lens a little bit we should address the fact I mean it was not an accident that 
they refer to her as a gift and as an object. Yeah, <laughs> right. a gift is an very object, specifically, which which right. takes a, a huge amount of agency away from the person. Right. So that's for sure, and I think that is the the, the primary like big struggle and the way that they try to weasel out of it is saying like, yeah, but like she's designed, not just like designed from the outside in, but like from the inside out for her fulfillment is doing, is playing this role. That's why she's fucking catting around the entire ship doing this. Cause this is just like expression of her. It is what she is, which is fucked up that she was engineered this way. But she also, that is what she wants, right? Like it's and that's also but that's also super that's the problematic because there's like yeah. that's a lot of people are I mean, not to bring in this buzzword, but a lot of people who are groomed from young a mm-hmm. young age yeah. are taught this is how you're supposed to be. For sure. And they and they like you think about like these guys with all like who have the in these cults with all these wives and stuff, they mm-hmm. want to be with these men. And like they mm-hmm. and they mm-hmm. think this is what I want. And so there's that premise as well. She says, Oh, and and, and this is later on the holodeck, and I dinged at points for this where she was like, Oh, I was taught from a young age when I was taken at four. I was taught sex. I was taught this. I was taught yeah. that. And that's where mm-hmm. I was like, red lights, red alert, red alert. Definitely. Yeah. Well, I was you're like, digging at the points big, for for dialogue from your own moral standpoint am yeah. i not allowed to do that yeah. is there well, you do whatever you want you absolutely your points, are bro i just don't think <laughs> it's absolutely are. i don't personally i don't think it's glorifying those things i think it's actively right. trying to say i think that's why it's a good episode is because it presents you with these facts or facts of the situation and makes you think is this bad is this wrong is she's she's been conditioned from birth but it's what she feels so for me i found it really engaging because it made me have to go back and forth and try to decipher I think what was actual will and what was actually programmed personally. I th- I think like that question yeah is is an important question to to have that you know poised to an audience but posed uh, I have a really hard you just, bo- yeah. you just cliff boiled <laughs> the word posed. <laughs> you what said did poised. I say? Poised. Oh, sorry. you're trying Posed. to poise a good point, but I had to put. Um, I had to call you. <laughs> it's fine. Sorry. That's fine. Um, so people can understand my sentence. But like, I really have a hard time believing that that is the reason. Like, that's the reason why the writers wrote this that way. Like, I feel like the writers wrote this that way. And honestly, I feel like maybe um, uh, what's his name who uh, decided to like throw his uh, name into uh, a pen name. Maybe maybe he came with a script that was like a little less problematic, a little less I, I don't know because I don't I don't know the script and he and then they rewrote it a bunch and it, and he read the script. He's like, "Whoa, no, you guys missed the point. Like you guys missed the whole point of the script." Like I, um, I'm just going to say this dude wrote on Miami Vice for 5 years. So I have a hard time <laughs> believing he was the guy that was like and Magnum PI. It might be and the other Mag- way. Around. It might be the other way. Around. Yeah. He might have he might have saw the line where they're like a bunch of men are also this way and he would have been like, fuck "Oh, this fuck bullshit. that, man." <laughs> well, to be clear, his again, his his wife is Mimi Leader letter, uh, and 
she's an EP. If you guys are talking about this wife who comes in and says things are problematic, it would be her. It's probably because, her. Yeah, she's yeah. probably yeah. her. <laughs> I don't my, know if you guys know the premise of the morning show. <laughs> yeah. My my only last point I would make was... This is your last I, point? Because if did, you make another point, Mark, we are going to have to take the this off the fucking podcast. I did appreciate you're going to kick me off right as he yes. is. I yes. did appreciate that. I did appreciate that he, Picard's mind goes to switch through. But when Beverly did challenge him, he was like, he was like, well, prime directive and we've had arranged marriages even in our culture. And, and like, it was just kind of like, they did try That's to have fair. him kind of cop out at the, at the beginning. And yeah. he did, he did go through and kind of struggle at least but in the end it was still here you go asshole take your gift it was so to me it was kind of like oh okay and i think i also had a slight issue with like her uh, they made it so like she she like she imprinted with picard at the end where it was like and it was like oh no like i already like I already had like went through this process uh, a little early, I guess. And like, you're the person that I really want to please now, but uh, for my culture, I'm going to go do this. I'm going to go be with this guy. Whereas I feel like it probably would have been way better if they wanted to pose this question or poise this question. Thank you. That, uh, (laughs) that, that uh, Picard wasn't the one that she, you know, like, got whatever and it's more just like uh you know picard talks with her has these questions and then picard's like and then she's like you know what like i you're you're right i don't really know who i am but like i have to do this because i don't want our cultures at war kind of i mean of that thing. is a choice like, that, that she a does get better. to make well not to say that that's a great choice she makes it she doesn't get to make that choice though she, she because of her biological because of her biological, but she doesn't get to choose to be to 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 want to please Picard. The way they set it up was her; she was groomed and biologically created to choose somebody at a certain point. Not choose somebody, but like whoever she's you know with mm-hmm. at that point. That's who she's going to please. So it's not like she got to make that choice for herself. It's something that just happened. But- the, the the thing her feelings towards Picard are I think the thing that she doesn't have a choice. About because that's what she doesn't right. have a choice about. That sucks for her, but she does get to make a choice to not let her genetic programming and grooming take over, and then go off with this guy. She yeah. makes that decision. She has that choice. She well, she also makes that de- decision purely on the. Um, <clears throat> she's basically been imprinted with Picard's ethics, essentially, and mm. and his responsibility to duty is what You're she right. says. She's like that is true. I'm now yours because you're the person that I biologically imprinted on. Uh, and since I'm since your sense of duty is so strong and that's how I am now, I'm going to do this because that's what my duty is. Right. And while crazy the, redhead the issue, guy, fucking psychopath, we, yeah. But the <laughs> issue, the issue I have, the issue I have with that is it's not of her own agency. It's she got all these things from a man. That she well, was yeah. biologically like uh, engineered to get from a man, so it's not like she got to uh, oh, have yeah. these morals, have it be her own choice. Sure. It's like, oh no, 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 you're just you're just a woman but that is going to get I, this. I, I agree the with like, point that's of the it. Po- yeah, I think that's, that's, that's the sci-fi <laughs> of it. It's not. I don't think this episode's saying like that's cool. Yeah, and I agree. I want to also add that there is like an equivalent of this. Or for one thing, many women feel like this is, for a long time, I feel like this is what they have to do. 
um, probably less so now than, you know, in the nineties, um, or just people. There are also people who have like borderline personality disorder where they don't have a very strong sense of self without partnership and they will adjust, like adapt themselves to be like another, like being in a partner. And they feel like if they're not in a partnership that they're dying, like it's Mm -hmm. horrible. And it is, that is a psychological condition. That's what it seemed to me. Like this person was engineered to basically have borderline personality disorder. <laughs> and that yeah. is also ethically really fucked up. Um, and I think, uh, yeah, go ahead. Sorry, Jan. I, hmm? I think it's a little bit of both based on what you were saying, Mark, of like skeezy writers and like well-intentioned stuff. Like I think this was a, um, it was kind of like a poor K Nolos dose situation where it was like, we can have a hot lady, but we can also try to talk about something that a lot of people feel when it comes to like arranged marriages and how women felt like they had to please people hypothetically not in the best possible way but you're for sure right about that dylan because there is a rick berman quote unsurprisingly (laughs) where like he's talking about the episode it's like yeah like that really worked out great i mean like we found somebody who's about as hot as it gets God, Jesus I know. Christ. I was just like, "Oh, Rick, did you even understand the episode?" Rick Berman you- for the home run here. <laughs> I know. Fucking Christ! I, th- I think that's constantly Star Trek, though. I this is like the epitome of Star Trek. This episode where it's like balancing the horniness of uh, sexism, and also there's like a few people in the room that are like, "How can we steer this in the right direction so that it's not just complete bullshit?" You know? I don't know. That's just that's my that's how I feel about it. But just because it's classically Star Trek doesn't make it right. <laughs> right. I'm not saying that. I don't want to take a shower afterward. <laughs> what, what feels I'm not weird to me. That it's it just, right. It, it feels really weird to me. I'm I'm personally very much opposed to there's a trend now in culture discourse where if a sub, if a problematic subject subject matter occurs in a piece of in a work of art, people think that it is condoning it, and I don't think it is. I don't. I think don't this think this piece is of either. Art, yeah. Uh, yeah. I really I, and obviously we're aligned on on this, Dylan. Sorry. <laughs> <We're, Yeah. laughs> the oldest and youngest yeah. uh, <laughs> combining powers here, but like I just think like you have to be able to have an episode like this and have a conversation like this, so you can like yes, you're right, you're both right. It is problematic and it's weird and it's fucked up. And I actually agree with you on it. I, I guess on my end of the, the spectrum, I'm just like, I mean, I'm glad there's an episode about it so that we can interrogate ourselves and in, in our relationship to others. And, and how, yeah. not to say that they did everything right in the episode. I'm not arguing 100% it was perfect, but I agree with Jan in that sense of where it's gross and disgusting and weird, but I'm glad that we can have this conversation about it. I, I why it's there, weird. There are things I appreciate yeah. about this episode. Um I it gave us the kind of precursor for the trill makeup. Um this is <laughs> it's always back to DS. So these weren't trilled. I, I had a very weird They're not trill. No, they're just no. random okay. There's um, some cool lore behind all of that, by the yeah, way. I'm sure they, Mark will want where it comes to it. from. Um mm-hmm. this is Rom's first episode, not Rom's first episode. Um, yeah, yeah, I just, to me, uh, yeah, it was cool seeing, um, Professor X and Jean Grey on screen together for the first time ever. She Uh, literally calls herself a mutant, by the way. Yeah, she does. (laughs) 
Um, I, to me, to me, it just the problematic ahead. issues, the problematic parts of it, the skeeziness of it. Rick Berman's Rick Berman's fingerprints were just all over it for me, and that to me just gave me the willies more than the the what good conversation can come out of it. I I even did because I mean obviously we're four men talking about this. I did some research just right. and and just read some articles about and some Reddit threads from women who were talking about this, and they said they were mentioning some of these things but they they said ultimately it was an episode uh, uh from the perspective of men uh for men um and it was like it, it was That's fulfilling fair. men's it was about a woman fulfilling men's fantasies uh more so than it was talking about these um women's issues right. um hmm. i mean and so i agree with that and i think could it i'm oh, just saying could it it is an episode written by by men for men but is it for men? To me, I believe it. Po- I think it poses a question towards men that is positive. That is, I'm, you need to look and at I'm yourselves. Okay with, essentially, I'm okay with that. The thing is, is like, and like what Yan was saying, where uh, I agree with Yan when he says like art should be able to ask questions that will then pose convert poise conversation. <laughs> sure. Um, <laughs> um, uh, about things, but I think that art very specifically has to come from a place of we are asking this question and we want people to talk about this. And my my standpoint on this is it came more from the sleaziness of men in this situation than the like, let's ask this question seriously of our audience to think about. So that that's where I have an issue with I it. I don't is it comes comes from men in that and way. And it was and thirty years ago too. We and it was thirty to, years ago. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Personally, so, I don't yeah. think that you can uh like this is tough because we're getting into like what art and intention and how somebody intends things to go because like I don't think you can judge a piece of art based on like what they intended you to feel. I think you can only really judge it on what you got out of it. And sometimes that's unfortunate and sometimes it's bad and skeezy. But a lot of times there's a lot of art that is intended to be skeezy and weird, but like somehow accidentally actually poses very interesting questions about humanity and our relationships. So that's my only problem with that. And like I said, I think spoiler alert for Strange New Worlds, their episode Lift Us Where Suffering Cannot Reach tackled this grooming issue in a much that's less ham handed way. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. We can disagree. It's okay. I will say, I <laughs> yeah, will yeah, say yeah. Um, there was a, so, uh, a person that I know who is a woman. Uh, <laughs> this is just the episode of like, the, somebody that I know that's a woman said this. Somebody that well, said this. Well, so, yeah, and we get it. You have you, you have, have women, women friends. friends. I had to read something online because I don't have any. <laughs> <friends>. no. um, <laughs> Sorry, Ann. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she uh, what really shocked me. Uh, this is a few years ago. She started watching The Next Generation, and she like came to me with this episode specifically, and I was like. I know what this is going to be. She's going to be like basically all the things you guys have said about it being male gazy and it's like a fantasy for men. And she was like, I feel a thousand percent seen as this character of Kamala because she's like, I like this is the first time in Star Trek that she felt like there was a character where she could, you know, she was interested. Cause like, she's like, Troy kind of sucks. Cause she's 
horribly written. Crusher, very similar issues. But with this one, it's like, yes, because this is, whether they intend it or not, this is a this is my experience. I am first valued for what I can provide to men. And this was very like, and, and for a very long time, she struggled with that, um, basically changing herself to be admired or wanted by men. So, um, not to say that necessarily this episode, look, there's male gaze, right? There's the scene where like Riker makes out with her and it's like, gotta have that Riker scene. Yeah. Uh, like the whole 10 forward scene. Yeah. Right. But she's, you know, she's also kind of in control, but it's in control in a way that she didn't have a choice over. And I think a lot of like beautiful people or just a lot of people in general are like, how can I get the attention right now in the way that society has prescribed for me? So for her, it was like, she just, and it's a weird way. Like at first my initial reaction was like, so you just think that like, because you're super attractive that you just have this, like, <laughs> like you, yeah. you, you see yourself in like the babe of, 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 of Rick Berman's dreams. But no, really it is just like in a male gazy world or male gazy environments. She actually, she really saw herself reflected in that. That's not just, and I don't think, and I don't think that it was condoning uh, it at all. I think um, it could have been explored better at the end. Personally, I think the intent, like, I agree with the, what you're saying, Jan, and I think that I wish that they could revisit this episode and make mm-hmm. it again because I think there's something really important to be said here. It kind of gets a little shitty at the, at the end. It doesn't really stick the landing, but I, I, I think I thought it was good overall. Personally. It's a sad story, but you're right. It's, it's seen also through the eyes of Picard feeling sad that he doesn't get to be with the woman that's basically designed to make him happy. I wish they would have done both perspective. Like, I wish, like, it could have been Picard and we could have gotten some scenes with her, like, I guess alone. Or I, more from her perspective. Just, yeah, I think, you know, there's a part of her, there's that moment, again, and we've talked about it before in this episode, where she says, I don't really have much of an identity or know who I am without the context of another person. Sure. If at the end of the episode, she's like, I know who the fuck I am now. And this is fucking bullshit. Right. And yes, you helped right. me get there, Picard, but it's not just because right. of you. It's my entire experience. Exactly. Right. Cause like the mistake here is the Ferengi knock over the cocoon and the she, this happens. Normally she yeah, just really. comes out like <laughs> yeah. at the, the exchange and she's like, right. she's you're like my a, guy. A stripper yeah, out of no a question. birthday cake. <laughs> but instead she's just like, I am fucking loaded with these hor- pheromones just yeah. like walking around this giant ship, just <laughs> horning up the entire thing. So she's got all this input, right? Um, so it would be good. It would have been good to just have that. I agree with you guys a hundred percent. It would, it, it, yeah, it definitely needed to not, it needed to be not given to her her by a man yeah. like her whole personality needed to not be just because of Picard like yeah, that's the I, I I when you say that I agree with you but then I think about the actual premise and I'm like that is the interesting part about it like that's why it's so fucked up and why it is interesting is because that is the premise and that's why it's so fucking weird and and I don't know I think to, it just yeah I think it's more interesting to me if, it's you know. weird that they didn't have Troy in this episode at all. Yeah, hundred <laughs> yeah. percent. Yeah, like empath, uh, empath. empath yeah. Like, oh, somebody who is like uh, an attractive empath. Um, yes. Why wouldn't you have this it's also, character in this episode at all? <laughs> she could have learned from her. It's so also much. weird. 
It's also weird, like you said, Mark, that they don't have uh, her with uh, Kamala with any other woman. Yeah, like it's not like weird. it's not like uh, Troy was there. It's not like um, Crusher walked in and was just like. Instead, they were like, you know, who's gonna uh, be her uh, chaperone? Data. Not like another woman. And then, I mean, yeah, like, that's what know. I thought. I was like, why don't just why don't you just have some women escort her around? And then Data takes her to the the saloon. He takes yeah, her to like the most right. man centered part of the. Well, who are these fucking guys? By the, the miners. Way? The who miners. are these? They're the they're miners. miners. They were briefly mentioned in the cult opens. Like, by the way, we got a bunch of horned up miners in here. We got too. a bunch of construction workers on yes. board, and they are going to catcall everyone. Good lord. There was the most walla that I'd ever heard in 10 Forward. <laughs> I just expected the bartender to point at a sign like no nothing over 10 decibels Stop. or something yeah. like that. Because it's like I had never seen so many like craters on a face in <laughs> these guys. I was like, they just created the scariest people in the world. Just, just nasty old miners. Yeah. Oh god. Yeah. Oh god. Uh Anyways, I really appreciate uh, being challenged and made to argue and think about my perspective. So interesting discourse. Thanks Speaking for that. of discourse, Discord. This this podcast has an amazing Discord. Any lady listeners have any input on this? I, I'd Please, be interested. yes, absolutely. Please call us out. Um, I, I do want to <laughs> say they picked. Uh, when they cast like the evil prince or whatever, this fucking guy, man. Oh <laughs> I my thought that god! Was really red, cheap, I, wispy red hair. Yeah, I make him really as cheap. douchey a monster as possible. <laughs> I thought. I thought what they should have done is actually make him interesting, attractive, a desirable, likeable. attractive person. Yeah, yeah. So you'd be like, oh, it's not so bad. Then you feel it more where she's like, I still would go with Picard because I've. Been genetically designed to imprint on him. Like, I'm more interested not that in the trade organizations. <laughs> you're like, oh. well, it's like, oh fuck! It's not just like she has to marry somebody she doesn't want to. It's marry this, this fucking, fucking guy. guy. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought that was really cheap, you know. And it's just, it's too easy to do. It was a classic move that I thought was really funny. I was like, oh, of course, this Camp. is the guy. Of yeah. course. I also have to ding him for, I guess this is pre-Latinum for Ferengi, but they weren't like, here's some Latinum. It was like, this is the best gold. It's like, okay, you can replicate that shit. Yeah. <laughs> the the OG, f- it's a different type of gold though. It's not like human gold. It's like a different planet's yeah. gold. And that's why the guy, so. that's why the ambassador didn't take him up on it. I was like, that's bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. He threw it on the ground. Bullshit. The uh, the yeah. OG friend got thrown into a glass coffee table. Yeah, and <laughs> fucking almost got murdered. Did we ever hear from him again? Yeah, at yeah. The he end. comes at the end of the episode. Does yeah. he? Oh, okay. He's like, I don't know how you did it, because he basically goes, like, I can't get it up. That's the <laughs> yeah, only reason. Like, yeah, I'm, I was two hundred years old. <laughs> that's why they told. That's why they gave it to me. I'm an they old. They don't man. make a Viagra strong enough for me. So. <laughs> And then Picard just ignores the questions. Like, I'll see your comment. They just like line up a bunch of old men to decide who's going to go. And they just like show them Playboy magazines and look at their pants and be like, all right, who? Nobody. I like this guy. It's this guy. I like that they. You know, instead of sending a woman. Or just a gay man. (laughs) Ambassador. There's no gays in their society. Chosen. (laughs) (laughs) They like that's the other thing. Like instead of choosing a woman, 
they chose an old man because he can't get attracted they, to her. What? They put like, the they put the space egg in the cargo bay and they say it's very secret. Make sure it's protected. No guards, <laughs> no lock, no, no security. Problem. The Ferengi goes in there and starts stacking crates to, <laughs> to scan it. Very creepily, very creepily too. Just like bro, the uh, the original Ferengis are wild. Their their like direction is Guys, feral. TNG <laughs> Ferengi are the worst. Could you imagine? Could you imagine if we got um if we got Gene Roddenberry's originally designed Ferengi with giant dogs? Thank oh you. Oh, that's episode. about time we talk about the giant dicks <laughs> on the Ferengi again. This episode was going to be a, an all time low if we hadn't done that. Oof. Uh, they uh, these. What what I don't appreciate about TNG Frankie too is that they're dumb. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah, I was at least for they're the clever. Shop. Yeah, the barbershop's like, bro, you don't, you don't even, even have, have hair. hair. Come on, capitalists are really manipulative and smart, so they yeah. should be a lot smarter than yes, this. but no at the same time. Like they're so they're. I think the Frankie being dumb. I think Frankie being dumb in the sense of like they're willing to brag about very obvious like crimes because they made a lot of money about it like through it that well, makes their sense culture well that checks but out, them yeah. just right right them just being dumb in general like yeah okay yeah. can i guys can i just point but out these might just be the dumb frankie now that the sun has set i have like a perfect horror hallway behind me now it's spooky as fuck yeah. and that blade runner yeah. poster behind you is just making like, it right even spookier there. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, someone's going to come through there and yeah, kill yeah. you. It's going to happen. It's going to be a, a, a VHS 19. Speaking of creepy doorways. Since we're not streaming this, since we're not streaming this, if you're listening to the podcast, Jan moved his desk out into his living room. So I it's did. not like his Spoiler normal. alert. It's the up. refit. It's the refit Jan podcast booth. Uh, speaking of creepy doorways, everyone should go see Barbarian if you haven't seen it's it. It's no. really good. Uh, except Is for it? Mark because it will kill him. Because yep, Mark I don't will die. Do do, uh, <laughs> no, nope. Flash Absolutely lights. not. Yeah, that's yeah, true. My fiance, he just got, um, he's just started on a new movie and it's a horror movie. And I was like, sorry. Yeah. Sorry, dude. You're never going to see fun. it. Have <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was going to point out also Riker was straight up. I mean, I know the TNG Ferengi suck, but when they beamed a Ferengi off this transport, just asshole. like, make sure they're not in a room close to mine. And it's like, yeah, I mean, I get it, but also this is a giant ship. It was unlikely that they were going to be anywhere near you, Riker. Near you on deck one. If I was blatant racism, if I, blatant racism. If I was Picard, if I was Picard, I would have put them in the in the room. Hundred percent. Right yeah. yeah. Whoops. They, like share a Just door. Right next yeah. yeah. It's one of those yeah. hotels. Like it's got the connecting <laughs> yeah. doors. Yeah. Those connecting doors always scared the shit out of me. I did not like that in hotels. Oh yeah, no, mm-hmm. they did not like that. They're ridiculous. And how often were you able to actually get a ro- two rooms right next to each My other? My parents used to do that. Uh, My parents really? used to do that. They would get two yeah. rooms and they put the kids in one room and they would have their own room. I guess and we that would makes share. Sense. A- yeah. I, it would just scare me. Yeah. I would My always family get a was single cheaper. room. <laughs> My family was very cheap. Oh, well, we <laughs> the, were posh. Right, which, which room was, <laughs> which rooms were available and cheap and they were never right next to <laughs> <Never>. each other. <laughs> My parents were like, uh, yep, uh, we need to get four and a half hours of sleep on this road trip to Canada. <laughs> uh, most of you have been sleeping all day anyway and you will sleep most of the day tomorrow in the car. So <laughs> you just sleep on the couch or the little pull up. A little pull out, <laughs> the yeah. pull up, shitty. Oh. Oh. Roll out, man. Those pull out couches. 
Oh. Or you get the little as a child, you don't thing. care. The little spring mattress, yeah, yeah. Oh, that yeah. rolls in, yeah, wow. absolutely. Hey, do you guys want to go see the? You guys want to yeah, go to the archives? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but real quick, before we do the archives, let's let's call out the. Have we done the guest star? Oh, we, yeah, we didn't said do that it. She she was in X Men, but like it's Famke Janssen. But Janssen, we haven't Janssen. done a lot of Dutch. stuff. Our Janssen. our conversation took up a bunch of time. <laughs> I know it we're does. really sorry yeah. for those of you who like the fact that this is a fun, a fun podcast. It's hey, <laughs> some serious conversation. <laughs> Season four finale. We yeah. actually do some interesting content. <laughs> uh, Fam- uh, Famke was also originally offered the role of Jadzia Dax, and she turned it down. She turned it down. Really? And but when they were doing wow. the Dax makeup. Mark. So yeah, because they were they were trill in TNG, but they had like weird face prosthetics, um, and so they tried that out on Jadzia, and uh, Berman didn't like it because it said it covered up too much of her beauty. So when they were shopping around, God. when they were shopping around for trill makeup, uh, they went to this makeup and they were like, Hey, so anybody who doesn't like new track because they're like, it takes away some of the continuity. This is the nineties was doing it just the same yeah. as, uh, right. yeah. it's just like, Hey, this is good. We can just draw spots down her face. Yeah. So yeah. that's where they pulled it from. Yeah. But redesigning, re- redesigning a whole, a whole species, uh, that was pretty integral in a lot of Trek, we go. like the Klingons. You've opened a box, Mark. <laughs> You've opened a box. Completely different than redesigning, than redesigning uh, like a, a niche species that we saw <laughs> in a one few episode. episodes. One episode. Like, yeah. yeah. If trill like, that's, that's different. If, if the yeah. Klingons, if the Klingons had, had been in like one episode and then Discovery was like, all right, we're going to make them the main bad guys and we're redesigning them a bit. Cool. Go for it. Just do it. That's the, fine. The only difference was um, this species, the spots went down her back and Berman wanted the spots going down uh, Jedzia's chest. Um, of course, of course. We all know he's a, because she would be in her bathing suit if he's you, a boob for man. A few so he yes. wanted on her boobs. So fucking psycho, classic Berman. <laughs> Hate that guy. Max Gradenchik played Parlinor slash Proto Rom. Same and, teeth, same teeth, same teeth. And Tim O'Connor played Ambassador Briam. Briam. I don't know. That was the guy who got thrown through yeah. the table. Yeah, I didn't even find the name of the dude. Who, sketchy dude. Fuck that guy. And we don't need his name. Fuck that guy. guy. (laughs) Great job, whoever you are. I mean, I'm sure you're a nice guy, but fuck your character. (laughs) Uh, All right, let's pop into the the archives. Thanks for calling out the guest spots, though. Accessing Starfleet Archives, USS Enterprise D. Simulating. You may now enter the holodeck. Wow, I am just feeling excellent today. Yeah, you you see, you got a little pep in your step there. I sure do. But what? Do you, you work out or something? What's, what's that? Did you pawn far? You look I like you pawn far. Fart a little bit. Uh oh. And by a little bit, I mean a lot. With who? <laughs> Was it that incident pawn- on deck twelve? She's so cute. Who? Oh, uh, no, no, it was not. Her, I don't even really remember her name. Was it Lonnie? I don't mean it just doesn't. It's not even in there anymore. No, I, uh, I, it was. Um, you probably have seen her around Kamala. She's been walking around the ship, sp- spreading her hormones around and pheromones and all that. That's- Wait, sorry. 
That's fucked Kamala, up. Kamala, the gift for the, for the people that are visiting? Well, I mean, she's a gift for whoever. How did you get around. with her? She, she just won't even give me the time of day. Really? At all. Oh, it was Every time super... I talk to her, no, nothing. She, we just bumped into each other in the uh, in the lift, in the uh, turbo lift, and you, you did it in the turbo lift, guys. She's been groomed like this from like the very beginning. Wait, wait, wait. This Pert, is... you couldn't get with her. No, I, I, I don't know why every. It, it seems like every guy and their their dad is like. She wants she, to talk to all of them except for she me. She literally threw herself at me, but she I literally threw herself at you. I wasn't having it. She came at me with the prophets this and kill Cardassians that, and I just wasn't. What I the wasn't hell? having it. Why weren't you into it, McCall? She's a literal gift. I don't want somebody. I'm I'm with Riker here. I don't open somebody that's, else's gift. So the prophets, maybe. That's the it, issue, though, guys. Life. We should. She shouldn't. She shouldn't. She shouldn't be a gift. Like, we like. I tried to get her off the ship. Uh, we had like I her had off. her off the <laughs> ship. Right. Oh, so, that was no. no, no, that, no. That's a little that was. I'm, try, I'm trying to do. I'm little, trying to do a little human. <laughs> even you know, for me, look like that was a little. Oh, you're just mad because you didn't me, do She it. brought me an earring and was like, "Here, the gift of the prophets." Okay, that she is sort of appropriating your culture there. I, I would be a little miffed about that. Oh, that's not my issue. I don't really have a problem Wait, with that. Tom, you know. did you say you tried she, to get her off the ship? Yes, because like she needs to be saved. Like this is ridiculous. Saved. Like this is yeah, saved for that other culture. It's she's theirs. Yeah. No, like I I I ran her to her in the hallway. I was like, look, you know, like mm-hmm. I I get that like you don't have a choice in all this stuff, and so I was like, let's just you know, there's a I have a transport waiting, and we like you know we took one of the we took one of the, the transports, and we we left, and I got like maybe like a light year away, and then she started hitting on me. Yeah. And I thought it was really yeah. weird because I was like, "Look, I I don't want this. I don't think this is a good idea. You Way don't to want judge this. Her culture, like you've bro. just been okay. You've just been but groomed you, to want. Multiple this. of you have broken the prime directive here. I what? what? Am I the only one that read the, read the Starfleet manual? My planet isn't even a part of the Federation, and I read the stupid manual. I hey, I didn't well, break. I'm the, glad I that didn't, you did. I you didn't break, break any rule because you didn't she break couldn't the rule get with because me. she wouldn't go after you. You. <laughs> How did I break the prime direct? She, for one thing, she came on to me. She said, and here's the thing. She said it was illogical. It would be like asking a, a Vulcan not to be logical, and that made a lot of logical sense to me. Where was so, Data during all this? Data yeah. was supposed to be with her. Data, st- he stood outside. Because she said, Data was. She said she needed Data, help. He powered with, down. Did you use Data's off switch? You know we're not supposed did to touch you, that. Did you open his head? Did you flip him off? She did She did say, can he be flipped off? And I was like, totally. He's got that little button over his hip. You're not supposed to touch You're, that one. Don't say that as loud as you are saying it. Not everybody knows about that. That's supposed to be like... Did you turn him like, back on? He wasn't on the bridge when I went in for my shift. Tom, is that when you took her on the shuttle? I was going to say that would have been a perfect time to take him on the shuttle, but I took her on the shuttle and Data came with us. <laughs> And it was like really awkward because Data was just sitting there the whole time. Like, well, he smiling, was probably still you know? booting. He up. does that weird he was thing. Probably where he... still booting. <laughs> so <laughs> you a must lot have gotten files. her. You must have gotten her right after she came out of yeah. Lopex's room. Yeah, and Lopex Pond he was booting up. Yeah. Yeah. Was she a little sweaty? We had a lot of candles burning. Yeah, and a lot of candles. Good lord. <laughs> that was that gong. She was carrying a gong when she came up to me, but she threw it away and she pulled that earring out of her pocket. 
Jeez, she's just stocked with everything except for my culture. I don't understand why what, everyone. What is your culture? What, yeah, what is your culture? Uh, well, like you're adopted. It's yeah, it's kind of hard because like when my parents died, I got Didn't raised you say by you were yeah, raised by a couple or a, a cult of Ferengis actually. It's a cult of Ferengis. Yeah. Did you know those guys that were on board? <sighs> you can't tell anyone, but yes, I know them, and they fucking what? suck. I hate those guys. They are my least favorite. Tom, were you involved in this whole this whole Ferengi? No, they absolutely the guy not. A table. Yes, they did. You know they, they were here, did. and then they tried you... to come to me to help them cover it up. They and were... I told them to fuck off. Yeah, they were here. I, I mean, I'm looking at the trial report. It says that they were here to actually steal, were, steal her to buy her for their own purposes. Were you? Were they trying to hook you up? No, I. They knocked her so out of the. They were the ones who knocked her out of the stasis chamber. That's why I, they were hooking up with Lopez. Right. And they had a shit ton of gold. Did you give them the gold for this to happen? I don't know why you guys are just assuming that I did this after every single time I tell you I don't like these guys. You are you are constantly scheming. That's why. Yes, I. My schemes aren't <laughs> working this time. I've I, obviously I could not get with her, and I'm not helping these fucking shitheads. Sorry, so wait, excuse so, my language. So I hate Tom, do you just All flew right. the shuttle back and? It was really weird. I got kind of freaked out because I was like, I, "This is this feels bad. I'm not going to do this." And so I turned the shuttle yeah. around, and I told her, "I was like, look, you can take the shuttle and go, like just leave." And I beamed myself mm-hmm. off, and then she just beamed back onto the ship like a couple seconds. Okay, later. yeah, that makes sense. And I was like, no, "Why didn't fits you? my timeline?" Because she did actually come back for seconds. Well, she told me, "No, man, <laughs> what? Stop God, it. So dude. it was because she." She came to me and she was like, hey, let's read some prophecies, you know, mm-hmm. like Oryx Seventh prophecy and stuff. And when yeah. I kind of pushed her away, she did say, there's this Vulcan I wanted to go see. So she was probably talking about you. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, I was on shift, so I couldn't do anything about it. Yeah. So. Anyways. Um, and I, then she said, there's this human piece of shit that keeps trying to come get with me, but I'm definitely not going to get with him. I, this that was probably Tom. Because, like, Tom literally tried to kidnap her. I wasn't so that was trying to get with her. Yeah, wait, Tom, was not trying sure? to kidnap No, he said, she said, uh, she said he was he was working with the Ferengi, so. No. Oh, my God. I would not be surprised if it was Tom, though. Just saying. Because. What? No, if I was you trying think to get about her it, he's just ship. trying to get her alone. Guys, like, on a ship, you know. I think something's wrong with Dave. He just keeps walking into this the wall next to the door. Did you? His fans are pretty loud, Lopec, too. did you, Lopec, did you, when you rebooted him, did you uh, reinstate the, I didn't, his RAM? I didn't mount so the RAM again. Could, I forgot to mount the RAM again. You didn't turn on his emotion chip, did you? He doesn't have one. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Lord took it back. I forgot. Yeah. Uh, we should probably, we should probably reboot <sighs> yeah, the, I'm, the I'm RAM, go, honestly. Let's just... Uh, can you help me we, out with this? It would suck to have him in this situation before, like, if he was flying yeah, no, shit. Disaster. You know? Okay. <laughs> Can I do that? Yeah, I'll help you. Can you help me out, though? Because my back's a little sore. Oh. All right, would you just stop? Oh, stop God. Jesus Christ. God. Damn it, dude. <laughs> I'm not even talking about that. I just was right. playing, I was playing stop. spring ball just the stop. other day. Dude, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Big fucking episode. Wow. 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 <laughs> Alrighty. Dialogue. Okay, it wasn't in the holodeck, but 
um, when Picard says, may I take off my uniform for a moment? For Beverly. And, and uh, Beverly goes, Captain. Captain. I went, oh, <laughs> spicy. That was a really good bit. I love that. That good what bit. are the holodeck scenes? There's the, the one all, where all the wedding three, scenes. Yes. Uh, was it? Anytime they're in the temple. The Balinese xylophone. The Balinese the xylophone. Yeah. They first walk in and show them the the ambassador of the temple. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, they come they come in on the ambassador playing that 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 thing yeah. in the temple. There's actually four. four yeah. Um yeah. Then they then the other one is him, uh Picard and Kamala Kamala in the temple practicing. Okay. And then there's the very end where he like gives her to the uh, wispy redhead guy. Wispy redhead. Okay. Um, dialogue. One more thing I forgot to say earlier. This is the only mention in the entire series of the dolphins on the ship. <laughs> what? Citation ops, right? Cetacean Ops is mentioned in another in another uh, episode, but yesterday Jordy yeah. Jordy mentions the dolphins. Let me show you the, the dolphins. dolphins by by actually calling them the dolphins when he's trying to get rid of a fake Rom. There's so, dolphins which, on the I, ship. Yeah, yeah Cetacean Ops. That blew my mind. Ops. Which what is it? Why they're in Lower Decks too? They're whales. They're beluga whales. In they lower haven't decks, they but, haven't watched Lower Decks. Oh, okay. Sorry. What? You guys Why need to catch nothing. up on lower decks. You need no, to catch up on lower decks. <laughs> Why do they have them there? They're yeah, what's sentient. the point of them? It's the whales. Do you guys seen um, Undiscovered Country? No, is, that's not Undiscovered Voyage Country. Home. Voyage Home. I haven't seen Voyage Home, but they just have them on the ship in from. <laughs> you guys, I don't even know where to start. You can't. Yeah, I have seen that one, but I'm I'm confused. They're I've just seen, it's always been a sort of a joke for Trek fans, but they it is casually mentioned in two episodes of TNG that there are cetaceans and specifically dolphins in this episode on the Enterprise. All right, it's we're never dumb. shown. We're and, dumb. It's fine. And Mike McMahon And we don't know why. For the showrunner of Lorodex wanted to finally see them, and we did see them. Yeah, but, incredible. But some of and, us did. And some of officers. us true Trek fans. All right, all right. Let's just rate this fucking thing. And they're, I'm, I'm, they're yeah. officers who speak. Um, uh, I like the dialogue when Picard says "not every man" and it's played. It's like it's smash cuts into Data walking around. But I was like, again, why did it have to be a man? Uh, and his his diplomatic <laughs> way of saying, "She's like, do you find me unattractive?" It's like, I find you unavailable. That is, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I find you unavailable. Real, real yeah, stand up, very guy. quick, like. <laughs> you know, no, you've got a boyfriend. I mean, you don't, but you have. You're supposed to be. <laughs> was it on the holodeck when they were talking, and she said, "Where he was like, I'm not interested," and she said, "Well, at least part of you is still interested." That's on his ready room, I think. Which oh, is okay. like, otherwise, I wouldn't yeah. be into you because, like, her empath thing right, right, right. is going off. Yeah, I'm gonna there give wasn't it a whole a lot three. of dialogue in the holodeck that jumped out. Him to talking me. about his piano lessons as a kid. That's true. That was pretty rad. Okay, four for the piano lessons. Oh, it's two. a two for me. I'm going to go with two, a three. Two, Dylan? Three. Dylan? Three. Oh, sorry. It just yeah. didn't come through. <laughs> we didn't hear you. Didn't oh, hear I'm you. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> three fuckers. Three, fuck. three fuckers. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> 
Dylan, we just is all silent. Dylan just takes his headphones down, and slams them so to the table, and walks done out. With this fucking I'm so podcast. fucking tired. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, so uh, fucking tired. Romance. I mean, the xylophone scene is a little. It's pretty su- romantic. Sweet. You're so cool with the <laughs> batons. <laughs> Manufactured, manufactured romance. romance. All manufactured. Still romance. They actually do connect, even though it is unethical. Technically. That she's been designed to be this way, but they do have chemistry. I mm-hmm. I said there's a clear tension between the two of them, but it does get docked because it is manufactured by her pheromones and her grooming. Wait, did they like inject her with pheromones or something? She just designed... She exudes the pheromones. If you had pituitary glands that were designed to just go a lot. No, I know that, but like, (laughs) what I'm asking was she like genetically (laughs) made for this to happen? Yes. Okay. Yeah, Yeah. because they're only born one every seven generations or whatever. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. For for no reason. Um, I guess because she's basically like a nuclear weapon is how they treat her. <laughs> like, yeah, pretty much. You gotta be careful yeah. with this thing. I, yeah. There's like a there's like a there's like a moral uh uh quandary going on in my head of like I agree with you, Mark, that it is a manufactured romance, but all holodeck romance yeah. that uh involves hollow characters is a manufactured romance. And do we see hollow characters as actual people? As we start to in like Voyager and stuff like that, then then we'd have to dock every episode. But I think because because it's not a hollow character, it's an actual like alien character, then I'm gonna dock it. Well, I, I think about like the difference between a hollow character and something like Jordy and Hollow Leah Brahms, where it's like a hollow yeah. character based on a real person as opposed to just like a right, fake hollow right. nobody. Yeah. Dylan, what's your yeah. score? Jesus. I don't know. I'm having a hard. I'm listening to all these arguments, and I'm having a hard time because I keep thinking about it. And it is a manufactured romance, but to her, it's real. It is a real romance. Yeah. It's true from her perspective, even if it is yeah. like have have you ever yeah like if you've ever been into somebody, it kind of doesn't matter that it's like oh yeah. I mean like fucking five million years of evolution have made me horned up for this kind of person. And that doesn't mean that it's good. It's it doesn't not, mean that it's right to do not, that to somebody, but it. I think from her perspective, it's romantic. So I'm going to give it a three because they, I think they had a connection in that marimba scene. It's not a marimba. What is it called? I mean, that's, that's, that's where I was Bolognese. at. I think it's a three Bolognese. For romance. Mambala? Mambala. Gamelan. I'm just dumb. Gamelan? <laughs> Sorry, my bad. G- 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 the Balinese Gamelan. I'm going to give it G-Malin. a four, and I've docked it from a five because <laughs> the last scene of the last scene and the holodeck, she marries fucking redheaded she guy. Redheaded, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Med- uh, trade roots guy. Yeah. That's fair. What are you uh, giving it, Dar- uh, Dylan? A three. Three. Darius, two, one, zero. Three. <laughs> three. Okay. Three. And Marty. Three. Three? 2.5. 2.5. All right. Action. It's a zero. I mean, there's the playing the thing. I'm going to give it a 0. 0.5 for that, but zero for you guys. <laughs> and they got they hired musicians zero. to zero. teach Patrick Stewart. Uh, zero for Mark. Dylan? Yeah, zero. I mean, I mean, I'd like to give it a 0. 0.5, but I feel like that's just bias for me. So I'm not going to do that. Suspense. <laughs> Is she going to marry that guy? Uh, no, because she does marry him. We see him marry him. Uh, I guess that's true. Well, but 
suspense Before doesn't have to point, be like. There's, there's yeah. I guess that's true. There are four yeah. scenes, so yeah, yeah. There's also um, uh, there was an alternative ending where you see her basically graduating the guy and going with Picard, and then you find out that it was just all on Picard's imagination. Are you are you serious? No, I'm not fucking, fucking with you. <laughs> If only that existed. <laughs> Damn. Well, I think that would make um, Picard look happen, more so. vulnerable. Anyways, I just wanted to throw that little bit of trivia out there. Um, since I will give it a one for what Dylan said. Well, I there was a lot. I mean, it felt suspenseful to me because there's a lot of maybe it's tension and suspense. Or is diff- Picard gonna is, is Picard gonna fall prey mm-hmm. to? Yeah, because there's um, this constant the tension He's of like victim. is. Is this going to happen? You know, he's been trying to avoid it the whole thing. He's he's tr- he's worked hard to to draw a line. The second well, the that. second scene, uh, it was Picard confronting um, our ambassador about him keeping her prisoner in her room. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so there was the suspense: is he going to continue to keep her prisoner? And then after that was the data thing. So I mean, it was is so is she actually a prisoner and a slave, or is she just a slave? Enslaved. Right. Enslaved. Excuse me. Right. Um, um, uh, yeah, there's some suspense there. I'll give it a 2.5. 2.5 from Darius. Dylan? Same Z's. <laughs> if you said something, I did not hear it again. <laughs> we didn't hear it. What is happening? 2.5. <laughs> 2.5. <Two five. laughs> Mark? A 2. A 2. Gazin Height. <laughs> <laughs> Best joke God. of the season. Hey, season four finale, baby. Hitting <laughs> them with the good ones. <laughs> pew, pew, pew. Uh, camp. What was yours? A John? one. What I give yours? it a one. Uh, oh, I'm going to okay. give it a five for camp, it's, though, because I mean, that set is nuts. <laughs> Insane. It's five. And, and that five. guy's hair. It's five. Picard yeah. playing. Picard playing the, the fucking like, yeah, like, He's like, I've been practicing all day. Six notes. <laughs> And the dude's hair. You're it's so it. cool. <laughs> you did so great, John Luke. You did so good, John Luke. You know, and also actually super campy for me too is like, this is an alien species and they still do the fucking white veil. Yeah. <laughs> Classic. Her dress was sick. I it do got a great I, dress. I got to say, yeah. her dress was really good. It dope. was too much. It was it was camp. It was, it was definitely a lot. Her, her I hair thought it was just cool. I, I, I was like, I, I've gone where's, past that of like, the that's line just now? dope. There's the, no line. There is no line of cool and camp anymore. They have Any, blended it's all fully. Gone. Yeah. So, so five from Darius, I heard. Dylan? Yeah. Okay, I did hear that. I did you hear did it. hear that. that okay, yeah. well, what is happening? Okay. Five. I think sometimes Zoom will think things are not real noise. Am I getting it? Okay. Yeah. Uh, stakes. The stakes are an entire civilization <laughs> won't come to peace if this woman doesn't bang the right guy. Which they straight <laughs> That's up call out. That's true. <laughs> they call out to Picard. I don't know if they call it out in the holodeck, but it's like, are you going to let two... It's like species continue to be at war just just because you're all horned up. <laughs> that's the tension in every scene where she's with a man. I guess that's true. Here's the thing. Would would they know? How would they find out? He even says he doesn't give a fuck. He about, doesn't care. He yeah. does, he'd much rather have he'll have peace no matter what. Yeah. 
he much more cares about trade routes than he does her. The yeah. the woman giving the woman to them is is more important to the guy who's in sick bay than it is to the guy who's getting married. Yeah. So they the got guy they got getting, ding for I'm guessing, that. I'm guessing the guy who's getting married like ha- is also in the situation where like his government's like, now you got to marry her, dude. And he's dude. like, I don't want to. I don't like. I, I just like, want to. Oh, I want to no, sit her? here with my. Oh no! She He's fucking like, stinks, I just wanna, bro. Just I fucking pheromones. Just fucking bleeding out here. of her. I want to sit here with like trade roots, and I just want to play. I want to play Civ Five. I just want to play Civ Five. I don't. Hey, I will no Civ Five slander in this. In this <laughs> Hypothetically, like, oh what? Because you like the mechanics better than Six. The districts are too confusing. It's like, yeah. <laughs> It's much easier. I'd like to do the one city challenges. I love the trade routes. My computer doesn't keep up. Sip <laughs> six. Hypothetically, if this guy really doesn't give a shit, this might be the best thing for her because totally. he doesn't care. He like doesn't even want to marry her. So like they get married and he's just like, yeah, do whatever you want. I don't see. Yeah. Now, don't give a now shit. you're thinking like a nineties writer. All right. I've fully got it. He doesn't even care. He'll put her in the guest house and then she's she's totally fine. And she's totally totally fine. Taken care of. That's why they made that guy the way he is. Right. Because if they made him like a skeezy dude who like really wants to have sex, then that would be even like a very worse thing. So much. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I'm going to give it a three. Yeah. It's a three for me. There's some stakes there. Mark? 2.5. Dylan? I'm just going to signal now because yeah. it seems like... Yeah. yeah, that's more reliable. The last score of the season, the perfect made Ooh. computer. The most what is hotly it? contested. Calculating. 2.65. Literally cut right down the middle. I think it beat the last episode. I think it did. Last episode was a 2.53. Yeah. 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 I think it... I mean, I think it showed our um, separation. 2.6. It's yeah. literally right down the middle almost. Not nice, almost. lively debate on this one. Long episode, season finale. What can people yeah. look forward to in... Okay, so I don't know if we officially announced it. We mentioned it in passing. We haven't... We, we Have we? We haven't even talked. No. About it. Somebody said three we weeks. We haven't even said anything. Dylan maybe did. So here's what's happening, guys. Um... <laughs> Podcast is over. We We're tired. <laughs> We're tired. Well, we, we quit. We can't. We can't even live in LA anymore. And if we're not going to live in LA, we're not doing a fucking podcast. So yeah. <laughs> podcasts don't happen in other places. It's only Los Angeles. Um, no, we're going to take um, a season break um, to give. Uh, we're all getting busy with work. Um, we're all a little bit tired, so we're going to use the four weeks or whatever that we have. So I think we're, what's the 26th, October 26th is when we'll come back. Right um, around Halloween. Yeah. Right. Right. So and how about we're going to try, idea. <laughs> Go ahead, we're going to try to do like a, a season five, uh, like f- opener. That's like, what are we going to try to watch a movie? We want to try to watch the movie. I say we either watch a movie or we watch, we f- really find like, the spookiest damn episode. Yeah. Spookiest. Yeah. But we don't Mark want you to feel to like <laughs> we, we don't want you to feel like we're just gone. So we're going to either try to re-release some episodes um, that from like early on that we think 
we should, you know, you have a listen to again. If you have any suggestions, throw them in our Discord. Like Mark said, we have a sweet ass Discord. Um, you can join that by finding our link tree on our Instagram, which is at Trek to the Holodeck. You have um, to find the skeleton key. If you find the skeleton right. <laughs> key, insert it. <laughs> I really wish Discord would make it so much easier for you to find things. Um, but, uh, yeah, we'll re-release some episodes. We also, if any of us have a chance and we can hop on and do like little mini episodes, we might release some mini episodes. But, um, as for like full episodes, we're going to take, we're going to take a, a quick little break, but we'll be back. We're not done with the podcast. We'll be back. I, I'm looking at our, S, at least our Trek to the Holodeck, it is popping up on Apple Music on Google when I search it. So that's pretty good. Uh, Very cool. You know what? We've got eight ratings on Apple Music. Thank you for those of you who have rated so us. And if you haven't, take these next three weeks to just rate that pump podcast. Pump out some reviews. Just pump, pump out some out reviews. reviews share the podcast with your friends. If you like it, be like, hey, they're coming back at the end of October with a real banger of an episode, maybe even a guest, maybe a real cool guest. Uh, and <laughs> see, you guys don't even know about the guest. Uh-oh. Whoa, whoa, you surprise guest. Know. Big guest, huge guest. Big guest, huge guest. Um, uh, but yeah, spread the word. Uh, and thanks for listening. As always, you can always go to our coffee and shoot us a little donation too if you like the show to help us afford to live in Los Angeles because as we've said multiple times, <laughs> we're all drowning in debt. And, it's very uh, expensive to live here. They've raised my rent 8%. So, yes. <laughs> oh, um, also, if you have any suggestions of things you might want to see us do uh, on the podcast or whatever, like I, I know we've gotten some in the Discord, but we're always open to new new uh, segments and things like that. So yeah, mm-hmm. we're gonna also be doing. Sorry, I don't know why I started saying a Go sentence that I was not even what I was thinking about. <laughs> wow, Jan, that's my whole life. I start sentences and I don't even know where they're going. I'm so like uh, I, I had to stop my mouth. Like, what are you doing? This is not. We're like, also gonna what? We're so, no, I just wanted to. I wanted to shout out Indy Soros too. Who this is our our second full season of having them as our uh, podcast network. Check out other podcasts on Indy Soros while we're gone. Uh, yeah, there's some great content over there. You're listening to an Indy Soros production. <laughs> The yeah. computer voice was provided by Verona Blue. Thank you. Um, intro and outro music was provided by the artist Bodyline, used with permission from the Midwest Collective. Uh, I, I love our theme song. Um, Me too. But I would also love to have an original theme song in I the got Star a, Trek. I got an idea. In the Star Trek like vibes. Oh, so gosh. like if we... Ron if Jones. we like wanted to just fucking start reaching out to people to make that happen, that'd be great. <laughs> I have yeah. an idea for the for our theme song. Yeah, you could go something like this: do 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 Paramount Global, do 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 Paramount Global, do 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 Paramount Global is not associated with this podcast. <laughs> wow, perfect! That's great. Uh, we're gonna use that as our intro song from now on. <laughs> uh, but we're a fan podcast and Paramount Global can fuck right off yay yeah yeah thank you so much for listening uh, you guys are the best um, thank you for sticking with us for four seasons and thank you for continuing to stick with us in the fifth season Ooh. so many goddamn seasons man computer yeah and program I'm so fucking tired <laughs> <laughs>
God also, damn. by the way, we're we're on on the air, right? So like, fuck you, Darius, fuck you, Dylan, <laughs> fuck you, Mark. I'm sick of this shit. Yeah, and I think I see eyes in that doorway. Oh my god! You spent virtually every free hour in the Hollow Suite, and for a while I almost forgot he was a hologram. That means the holodeck safeties are off. Computer, execute complete shutdown of the holodeck. All holo simulations have been terminated.